And worth emphasizing, I think it is a sweet, sweet Friday. It's a sweet, sweet Thank Friday! You. Thank you very much. I don't know. I'm particularly jazzed, I have to say, because I'm all excited because I'm going to New York City for the weekend. So I'm in a New York state Thank you very much, Nick Marano. Okay, so let's bring in Deb Hutton, who's been hosting the afternoon show for, well, a good good long time, and for a good long time to come, apparently, it would seem. Uh, Deb Hutton's on the morning brief for her perspective on some of the day's big stories. Nice to have you. Happy Friday. I am jealous on this happy Friday, John. Wow, New York for the weekend, my favorite thing to do. I just haven't done it for a long time. Yeah, and you know what? It's just everything works, right? Like, it's an hour flight and it's a half hour taxi cab ride through some of the most storied streets in the world and then you just do what you want to do. I, I, I could just walk in New York. I don't have to have a single destination. I just can spend the whole weekend walking, eating, and we're taking in some shows. But anyway, enough teasing the listeners with uh, the the luxuries that I'm going to enjoy. Let's talk about the day's big stories, one of them being that uh, formally it's been announced protests on the Avenue Road overpass are going to be uh, banned. And, uh, you know, I was saying just a couple of minutes ago, Deb, that, you know, this might offend some people's libertarian sensibilities, but I'm done with this protest. Oh, I'm with you on this. I, this is this is just not soon enough for me. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch what happens tomorrow. I actually realized I have an appointment at 11 o'clock just south of that intersection. Uh, so hopefully it will be a peaceful uh, area tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, I really began to wonder a week ago why they were continuing to do what they did. So I am pleased nonetheless that it has finally come to this. And as I said, I hope it is a peaceful weekend in the area. I have a feeling it probably will be. I don't think these people really want to pick a fight with the cops. Um, Ed Broadbent passing away, and I am saddened by that because Ed Broadbent is one in a long line of NDP leaders who probably would have made great prime ministers, but they were never going to get it. Yeah, he was he was certainly, um, you know, a man of great conviction and consistency. Uh, I only I heard him speak a number of times was in, you know, same place as he was on, on several occasions, but I only met him once. Uh, but just solid was the word that came to mind. Yesterday, I had an interesting moment. I had Marit Stiles on the rush talking about her reflections of, uh, of of Ed. She said she had had an opportunity to get to know him, and she was so grateful for that. And he would reach out periodically and give her advice, you know, and tell her to keep going when she had moments, uh, even just in the last year as leader. And while she was telling the story, I looked up on the monitors in the studio where you are now, John, and there was a picture of Brian Mulroney speaking about Ed Bryant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but it was in that exact moment. And, and you know, Mulroney is that guy. He is a mentor to all leaders everywhere in Canada who come after him in the conservative world. And that clearly was Ed Broadbent's approach as Marat was telling the story. And it just strikes me that there was a whole group of sort of old school, solid leaders, regardless of your political stripe, that we're starting to lose. And um, I, I think there's a there's a lesson in it for our modern day leaders that you can be a partisan, you can be completely solid in your convictions, but you can also be a, a statesman 
in this country and help others and understand that politics, yes, is partisan, but it is also uh, about making this country we live in, these provinces and cities that we live in so much better. Well, and, you know, I often come back to this uh, when I talk about Kathleen Wynne, the former premier, who's now a contributor here at News Talk 1010, and I talk about how even after all these years in politics, she still has this earnest conviction that through politics and through government, you can make life better for people. So I guess in the passing of somebody like Ed Broadbent, it's worth noting when everybody says, you know, they're all crooks. No, actually, there are a lot of really good, decent, earnest people in politics. And I'm sure you've met many of them yourself. Yeah. And as I said, I think it's a reminder for anyone who's in it today, going in it, that there is there is this bigger cause out there, regardless of your partisan stripe, that you need to keep, I would say, not even the back of your mind, the front of your mind. And uh, hopefully we will continue to see that and in politics and in our political leaders. Today is the final day for Bonnie Crombie as mayor of Mississauga. And so the race is starting to shape up and a bit of a surprise here. I mean, we had certainly heard murmurings that Deepika DeMerla, who again, you know, I say radio can lead to good things, uh, is a contributor here at News Talk 1010, that she may want to throw her hat in the ring. But apparently Hazel McCallion's son may want to run. That's Peter McCallion. I'm curious about your thoughts on this because... I, I never quite understand this notion of dynasties. You know, we have Justin Trudeau, who's the son of Pierre Trudeau. We have um, a Mulroney as a cabinet minister right now in the province of Ontario, who's the daughter of a prime minister. It, there seems to be this fixation with almost the notion of royalty. Yeah, I I don't. I don't see it that way. I see it from the the second generation's perspective, which is when you live and breathe politics in a household, when you hear your mother or your father uh, be involved in these sorts of things, it, it, it really, it is a lifestyle almost. I mean, I think about our kids and my husband's now out of politics, but they they continue to live in that world. And so I wouldn't be surprised if if one of our kids thought it was, it was uh, the right right thing to do at some point in their careers. Um, Peter, to my knowledge, has never really shown an interest in anything political. He does have some baggage. He he did plead guilty to a number of charges a decade ago. So I, I will be surprised by that. The other part of this, John, too, is, and maybe it's your point on the dynasty, there will be so many people knocking on his door saying, please run, you have to run. And it gets into your head. Right. People say, you got to run, you got to run, you got to run. People say that to me sometimes and it can get into your head. Never mind, because I never will do it. No. But it you know, that's something that that people will do. So not surprised to hear his name bandied about. It's an obvious lots and lots of counselors. Um, I, I saw Don, uh, Don Cherry was on that list. I find interesting because we as conservatives provincially went after Cherry. I don't even know how many years ago, maybe 30 years ago, we tried to get him to run for the Ontario PC party. And actually, uh, Peter McCallion is going to be live in studio with us this morning. So I guess he's pretty serious about it. Could be an interesting race, actually. And um, Carolyn Parrish is also being floated as a possible candidate. Um, meanwhile, Bonnie Crombie apparently is going to make, I think, $185,000 a year as liberal leader. It'll be paid out of donations up until the time that she actually has a salary as an elected MPP. Do you see anything wrong with that? 
No, because I'll never donate to the Liberal Party, so it won't matter to me where <laughs> okay. the, those dollars go. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is, I, I'm being a bit facetious, John, it, it is a, a party matter. I don't think it's a smart thing uh, to give her a salary above that of the legitimate opposition leader, Marit Stiles. Albeit taxpayers pay for Marit's salary, not for Bonnie's right now. I, I think it was silly. I probably would have matched it. And it wouldn't have been as much of a story. But either way, it's not going to be a story going forward. And she'll continue to fundraise. And as long as she's successful in Liberal Party fundraising, I don't think members or donors will make much of it either. Okay, and this is pretty meaty stuff with only 60 seconds on the clock. But Avi Lewis is uh, writing in the Globe and Mail today about how Canada should be supporting South Africa's efforts to shake down Israel over... Uh, the conflict in the Gaza Strip. And like I said, meaty topic, but quick thoughts. Yeah, so I prefer the column by Melissa Lantzman and Michael Chong, uh, which is in the National Post, which makes the opposite point. And that is we should be actually supporting Israel in the world court on this matter, as our friends south of the border United States has done. Disappointed, not only that the federal liberals aren't taking a stand, but in particular are not supporting Israel in this. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. The notion that a country that was on the receiving end of genocide, you cannot describe October 7th as anything other than an attempt uh, at anti-Semitism on a group of people, uh, uh, and then say, when you retaliate, that too is genocide. I, I just do not believe that. Thanks a lot. Good to have you. We'll be listening. You're on this afternoon, I'm presuming. I am on this afternoon, 2 o'clock. Ding, ding, ding. That'll be uh, Deb Hutton on The Rush this afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m.